recording too. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Dear Me, Love Me podcast, where we are on opposite sides of New York City. Quarantine Yay. edition. I'm Brooke Upholzer. I'm T. Voyage. I miss seeing your face. I miss you. But it's so funny that this week's episode we're doing formative friendships whoop, whoop. when we literally are social distancing ourselves <laughs> from friendships. Yeah. <laughs> so what a great episode. Yeah. Have you checked in on all your friends? I, How are they doing? I have to a few. Actually, it's been nice. A lot of my friends have been checking in on me, I think, because I'm the only one that doesn't have a job now. Um, oh, okay. Because everyone else still, you know, they work from home or whatever, but everyone's like, wait, you're done? Like my book club, we were picking a date to meet. And I was originally saying I could meet on certain days because of the Broadway schedule. And then right after I found out Broadway was closed for a month, I just said, well, I'm free whenever now because I don't have a job right now. But mm-hmm. I need to check in with friends. Well, you know, enough people post on their social medias about them about the coronavirus mm-hmm. that I feel like I don't have to ask them how they're yeah, doing. Yeah, fair. Um, p- part of me wants to ask the people who were like, this is not a big deal. It's just the flu. It's more people a- get annually get killed from the flu. And then now it's, you know, it's popping up more in their areas and now they're freaking out so I'm like maybe you should have taken a little more seriously (laughs) yeah stay the hell away from people wash your hands all my it seems like all my friends are doing good I have a couple friends who have uh escaped New York City and have gone down to Florida a couple friends have uh gone to their families' homes but uh we're we're sticking it out here yeah we're sticking out although my mom was the first one to say I'd really feel better if you were here. I said, both you and Emily, because my mom has had cancer and my little sister has diabetes. I was like, both of you have immune, uh, compromised immune systems. I'm not, even if I'm healthy-ish, I'm not going to come spread that to you guys. No, I'm not doing absolutely that. not. Plus, I'm like, you know, I have a husband and a dog. My house has stocked with food. I'm all good. Okay, so let's talk about okay. friendships, Yes. This is going to be exciting. Now, your yours is a little different than yeah. mine. I and I'm excited about that. I texted T this morning and asked her what her letter is about because I was having a little bit of trouble figuring out where to begin mm-hmm. almost and how to tie everything into the week's theme. But and she said, I mine's about how to be a good friend. And I was like, perfect. You keep yours that way. And mine is on mm-hmm. all the different kinds of friendships you end up having. Which I so, love that. Uh, I love I, that viewpoint. When you texted me that I was like, oh, shit, that's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to uh, hear you uh, say mine, and then I'm excited to read yours. So let's Great. get this moving. All right, here we go. Dear me, as someone who I am sure speaks only in platitudes once said, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And yes, it's cliche, and your mom will tell you this constantly throughout your life, but it is true. This is true for relationships, partnerships, acquaintanceships, but mostly it is for friendships. I wish I could tell you that every single person you become friends with in your life remains that way forever, but that's not really how it works. Formative friendships help shape you as a person, and honestly, even after your, quote, formative years, there is still room for growth as a human, and friends are what help you to do that. Here's what I wish I knew about formative friendships before I realized how important they were and what it means to be a good friend. Have you ever heard, hang on, before we start, have you ever heard of the Reason Season Lifetime poem? I don't think... I think I have, actually. Now, it sounds super familiar. Would you like me to say it for you? Yes, I would. Okay. It's a little on the long side, but it's good. It's okay. It's essentially somebody just speaking in platitudes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) People come into your life for a reason, season, or a lifetime. When you figure out which one it is, you will know what to do for each person. When someone is in your life for a reason, it is usually to meet a need you have expressed. 
They have come to assist you through a difficult difficulty to provide you with guidance and support to aid you physically, emotionally, or spiritually. They may seem like a godsend, and they are. They are there for a reason. They are there for the reason you need them to be. Then without any wrongdoing on your part or inconvenient or at an inconvenient time, this person will say or do something to bring the relationship to an end. Or, you know, you bring that relationship to an end. They didn't step. This person clearly doesn't think for themselves that they could do something wrong. <laughs> Some This is, the, okay, God. This My mom literally had this hanging up on my wall. Aww. Sometimes they die. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes they walk away. Sometimes they act up and force you to take a stand. Well, you know what, person? Sometimes you act up. No, this person does nothing wrong. Yeah, what we must realize is that our need has been met. Our desire fulfilled, their work is done. The prayer you sent up has been answered, and now it is time to move on. Some people come into your life for a season because your turn has come to share, grow, or learn. They, they bring you an experience of peace or make you laugh. They may teach you something you have never done. They usually give you an unbelievable amount of joy. Believe it, it is real, but it is only for a season. Lifetime relationships teach you lifetime lessons. Things you must build upon in order to have a solid emotional foundation. Your job is to accept the lesson, love the person, and put whatever you have learned to use in all other relationships and areas of your life. It is said that love is blind, but friendship is clairvoyant. Aww. Unknown. So that's uh, that's that. the reason season lifetime. Okay. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's great. All right. Number one. Female friendships are what will sustain you. There are a lot of roadblocks and barriers when it comes to these friendships, especially in high school. A fucking men. Never, mm -hmm. ever let a boy get between you and your best girlfriends. A man getting in between someone and their best friends is not worth it anyways. Oh my gosh, that's on mine too. <laughs> Understanding what it means to be female and the love we can give and receive to each other is so empowering. There is nothing better than your best friend telling you you're doing great and I'm so proud. Be this friend. Yeah. There's nothing better than like your female friends being like, you are doing such great work. Yeah, because it's you it's know? truly comes from a place of total honesty. Absolutely. Your female friends are the ones who are going to be the most honest. Yes. And they're going to be the ones that will also, I always say, and that's in my letter too, but like the ability to be a good friend is also to call your friend out when they're doing something shitty too. Yes. But you're right. Having a friend Absolutely. tell you they're proud of you is like one of the best feelings in the world. And cheer on your other friends. Be happy for them. I'm sure you had this too with Disney. How many friends did you lose that just couldn't handle the fact that you were succeeding? So many. I know. Me too. When I made my Broadway debut, I lost a couple of really good friends and it was such a bummer. That That's a big fucking bummer. Jeez. I know. Someone else's success is not your failure, everybody. That's such a hard lesson for people to learn. I know. Okay, number two, work friends. Work friends can be just that, work friends. But sometimes work friends turn into real life friends and they are the ones that hold you together. They understand your, your life, your schedule, and what you are going through mentally at work. And sometimes you have to leave that job and those friends. It's going to be okay. You can still have love and respect for those you've left behind and it's okay to let a friendship fizzle. Life and distance can get in the way, but their season was a great one. Oh. I didn't, I've never really had any work friends. No way. Jeez, I mean, I guess geez. with Mean Girls, I do now. I, right, right, right. Oh, I mean, I guess you're you're correct. You haven't really had work friends. But like for me with Disney, there were so many people who I worked with who I would you know occasionally go out to the bar with mm -hmm. or go out to dinner with. But would I actively go and visit them now? No. Right. Like would I 
but they were my friend at that point yeah. and they still I still consider them a friend and it's okay that friendships fizzle and dwindle but they are there they were there for their season and we both did our our time together and changed for the better and we're gonna you know remain friends but it just might not be the same kind of friendship that you were once used to and a lot of time that comes with work and leaving a job and of course yeah but you're right and it's I love the concept of that they had their season because it's okay to have a friendship be a for now friendship not every friendship needs to be a lifelong bff be all end all friendship that's just not how life works and you absolutely still love and respect them yeah as well and this goes for not just work friends but for college high school friends Mm -hmm. as well I have so many especially women I have a lot of women who I was really close to in college and I just don't even speak to on their birthday because it just happens people when your life takes off and you grow and you change. Friendships just kind of grow and change with you. I only have a handful of really good friends from all different areas of my life. But yeah, that doesn't make them any less important. I like this concept, Brooke. You're so smart. Thanks. Thanks. You're, you're doing great smart. and I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, T. You're welcome. Okay, number three, male friends. This is a tough one for you, Brooke. The straight male friendship specifically. Your natural flirtatious nature will make it hard to draw a bold divide between forming a friendship and being interested in someone when you are single. Men are just going to be different beasts than your female friends. And that's okay. Ah, see, and it's so funny because I've never struggled to have friendships with dudes. Yeah, and see, it's... I. I never realized that it was that I had a problem with making male friends. It was that most men think that I'm flirting with them or that I'm somehow interested in them. A lot of men take general kindness for flirtation. I I think I will agree with you on that. There are only a handful of male friends I had in my youth. As an adult, I have a bunch now. But yeah, in my youth, I think it was harder. And it's now now that I'm in a very long-term serious relationship, it's a lot different. I have a lot of easy male friendships mm-hmm. that are, Michael and I are both friends yeah. with. And that comes with a, me being completely off limits yeah. to any that any sort of thought about that. And so what when it really when I was single, it really sucked because I I felt like I couldn't be my kind bubbly self around people because they thought I was flirting yeah. with them. And I have to, and I have to be like, no, 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 I'm not. Right. So I'm still, I, I guess I, I say I still struggle with it, but I guess I can't really know now because I have been in a long-term relationship for over and two I years And I will now. say though, something so. that comes with a long-term relationship. Um, so Dave has two friends named, one named Jack and one named Evan. And I, the highest compliment I can give both of them, and I say this to their faces, I say, you are the only one of Dave's friends that have never treated me like Dave's wife. Oh, okay. You know, where they can sit and talk with me about my life and we joke and have so much fun and have a friendship aside from Dave and theirs friendship, which is so nice because that's the other thing sometimes that's hard too as an adult. Um, like a mm-hmm. lot of Dave's friends just view me as Dave's wife and don't really connect with me beyond that level. Okay. Um, so I love, but you're right, like male friendships are trickier or m- friendships of the opposite sex can be trickier, especially in your youth. Yeah, for me, it's, it has proved difficult. But the male friends I do have – and I either have gotten past that point of, of you know, a physical relationship with uh, are great. Like, like I told you, I'm friends with the majority of my ex-boyfriends. And so I feel like that's – and it's because I start every relationship I have with a friendship. Yeah. 
and that's all I want it to be. And then maybe it turns into more. But I that's why I do love having a solid friendship before entering a relationship. So fair enough. I don't know. I it's like I said, it's a hard it's hard to yeah, draw I a get bold that. It's tricky between that. Number four, friends who are different than you. Ooh. We tend to surround ourselves with people who look like us, talk like us, are us. And that's what leads us to the basic white girl wearing Uggs and North and North Face world domination. You're guilty of it. <laughs> we all are. But finding people who are not just a clone version of yourself is important. When you bring humans of a different race, sexual orientation, creed, stage of life, upbringing into your life and enrich your understanding of what it means to be a human and a friend to everyone. Let me say that again. When you bring humans of different race, sexual orientation, creed, stage of life, upbringing into your life, you enrich your understanding of what it means to be a human and a friend to everyone. When we understand that, yes, we are different, but that means we can bring so much more to the table than just simple cis, straight, white girl bread. Life gets more colorful. Find those who are different and enjoy those differences all while finding we have so much in common. That is so important, Brooke. Thanks. It is important. And so eloquently spoken. Thank you. I there I grew up on a very small island. Mm-hmm. And they there was not a lot of diversity. There was very minimal amount of diversity, but um it wasn't until I hit college that I finally met people who were so vastly different from me. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy with this is, and I'm, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm really happy that I went into college with a very big open mind and a very big open heart and met all these people of different race, sexual orientation, creed, gender, uh, anything, and just kind of brought that into my life and made it more, so much more colorful. I felt like my life was just very bland and basic. And now I have mm-hmm. this community of people that I have met that I've just made my life so much more colorful and had made has made me a so much more accepting person to see people with differences and realize they're different, but then realize we also on the inside are very, very much the same. But that's such an invaluable lesson that you've learned because we are products of our upbringing and our community. And, and like a lot of times... We only know what we're presented with. We accept the world as it's presented to us, like the quote from The Truman Show. And until... Yes. But the fact that you now can actively go out and seek people of different race and status and culture and all sorts of different things and enrich your life, that's so important that I think everyone needs to hear because it's something that... You're right. I didn't really realize until I got to college just how narrow-minded my upbringing not my upbringing but my my community was just because of where I grew up exactly it's it is very I like the Truman Show as an example it's like Mm -hmm. you only know what's given to you the world as it is presented to us absolutely yeah I love that Brooke well done okay number five friends who don't believe the same as you this is such a hard one in these polarizing times whether that be difference of political belief religious beliefs and social beliefs It is hard to understand why someone would believe in what they do. To those people, I simply say, listen. Listen and find common ground. You may not be able to convince a friend that believing or not believing in something is the right way to go about life, but if you at least listen, they might be willing to listen to you as well. And then if they don't, they can fuck right off. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. It's tricky in the current climate. It's so hard 
because especially politically and socially mm-hmm. of things that people believe in or don't believe in it's so hard to sit and listen to somebody who you are just like god you're so wrong <laughs> yeah without, like without your whole body shaking with how wrong they are absolutely so i feel like Again, going into friendships with open minds and open hearts and realizing that you may be a reason that somebody decides to kind of take a look back on their their belief system. Oh, yeah. And so be that reason. Be that person that is loving and accepting, but Mm -hmm. also is if I if if I'm willing to sit and listen to you, please be willing to sit and listen to me. Absolutely. I felt like I when when Donald Trump was elected president. I was dating a Trump supporter and it was very difficult, but it, that relationship taught me to be a listener Mm -hmm. and to realize that if I just listen and I nod my head and I say, okay, I understand why you feel this way, but let me, let me tell you what I feel and Mm -hmm. do it as very calmly and as conversationally as you can. You can kind of find that in life, we all want the same thing. It's just we're all going about it in a very different way. Right. And to each person, you know, say we want safety. Does that mean guns in our school or no guns in our schools? Like it's the same thing. Like we all want at the end of the day, we want to be safe. But which way we go around to do it is different. So I think if we just, especially for friends. Now, if this person's not a friend, if it's a random ass person on Facebook who's just trolling you, you don't need to fucking listen to that shit. They're not your friend. Right. But but if as a friend, you should open your ear, open your heart, and then allow them to do the same. Say, I would like for you to open your ear and open your heart to me. And you're so right. And if they don't, if they don't, then you say, fuck right off. Thank you very much. You clearly, like, if if I'm willing to sit and listen to you and you're not willing to sit and listen to me, this is no friendship. I think also you have a really good point in that the natural discourse of the world is gone the last couple years. It's very much an I'm right, you're wrong, fuck you. Uh, sort of situation from both sides of the political pool, from both sides. Yeah. The the ability to sit down and have a discourse with someone is essentially gone. And I do think it's something Correct. that we lack and we need back because that's the only way you can get people to change and understand is by talking with them. You know, yes. you, can, you screaming in someone's face about what you believe is not going to change their view. You get more flies with honey than vinegar. But on the flip side of yeah, that, I think it's, it's really important to know, to have the ability to grow and change if you hear something from a friend and you start to think huh maybe that is the case you're allowed to change your mind too like the with what you knew in the past have the have the ability to grow and change as a human I love that that was a really good one Brooke thank you okay number six friends who will bring you along for the ride the lifetimers the forever friends these are the ones you cannot talk to for months and months give them a call and pick back up right where you left off these people are what ground you. They are the ones that remind you of who, where you came from and how far you have gone. All I will say is you will know who they are when I say this. They are the first people that come into your head. They are the ones you will bring with you on your road to success, as will they. You find them and you hold on to them tight. It's these people you wish you could build Tiny House Nation with and just all grow old together. Who knows? Maybe it will happen. There is still time. Oh, I love that. You're right, though. The minute you started saying it. Okay. Hang on. Okay. (laughs) Michael's just making so much noise. Okay. So 
go go back. No, I was just, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, you're so right. When you said, you'll know who they are when I say this, I had probably 10 to 15 people flash through my head in one second. Absolutely. From all different walks of life where you can call them. I My friend Haley, she was my dresser at Porthouse. Her and I talk, her and I see each other maybe once or twice a year, and we both live in New York. And I maintain that no <laughs> one makes me laugh harder than her, and I can call her for anything and she'd be there. But we don't see each other very often because yes. our lives are freaking busy. But the ability to have a friendship and also be confident in the fact that it doesn't have to have constant communication is such a gift. Oh, it is the best gift ever. My best friend, Brooke, and I talk about that all the time. It's like She always says, I'm so happy that we can go months without speaking and then I can text you and we can pick up like we never left each other. And it's so nice to not have that uh, constant feel like you need to please this person in order for them to be your friend people are just going to be your friend because they enjoy you in their life in any capacity and it's it's such a good feeling and those are the people that you literally want to take on for the ride like if if there's any way that I could you know it's just like having Connor do our theme song like I just there's so many people I want to take on this long on this ride with me of whether that's success or just a hobby or just being in life in general, I just want these people to know that they are my forever. Like I will, con- I will be there. I'll be there for you, friend style. Oh, and but you're right. Those are the lifetimers. Those are the lifers. Yeah, there's something about a lifetimer. Yeah, and you know who they are, and you know the people you can rely on when shit really hits the fan. Yes, and those are the and those are the kind of people that you need to really hold tight and never let go yeah they're the people who at the end of the day at the end of your quarantine you're gonna say are you okay like those are those <laughs> yes <kind of> people <laughs> yes 100 your, your first text of are you doing good yeah you good That's, your heart yeah. good good how's your mental health good all right is it good 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 talk to you in three months <laughs> <laughs> yeah being a good friend to different people in your life may mean different things at each stage in your life you are going to realize that even that even what it means to have someone as a friend will change. The reason, season, and lifetime quote will allow you to navigate a friendship and realize its purpose. And remember, you are that purpose for someone as well. Love, me. That was really good. Thank you. I liked the way you wrote that. Thanks, T. Welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Friendships are interesting. They're an interesting topic because there are so many different ways you can look at a friendship with somebody. And how to speak about friendships is so can be different and interesting. So I'm glad we did this episode. I was well, a little nervous it, again about every time every time you bring up a topic, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. It's a little strange. But then we talk about it, and I go, oh no no no, yeah. this is this is fine. This is plenty to talk about. Well, I love diving into it too because I had a moment when I was writing my letter where I'm like, this feels like the same thing. And then when you messaged me your concept, I was like, wow, I'm so glad I'm doing this with someone else because I would have never in a million years thought to do that. Like the different kinds of friendships. <laughs> I love it. Great. Well, I'm excited to read yours. Okay. I have it popped up here. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Dear me, you were always jealous of people with big friend groups. You struggled to maintain a lot of friendships until you hit your mid-20s. And honestly, a lot of that was your fault. And that's okay. You learn. Friendships are an essential part of life. The people you surround yourself with are essential to your mental health and to your growth as a person. Friends come and friends go, and each friendship will teach you more about yourself than the last. 
but I'm here to give you advice on how to be a better friend. Because honestly, you kind of suck at it right now. <laughs> I did. You don't suck. I, not No, I'm old me, baby me. Oh, you. this is This your, is to what, baby how, me. How old are you speaking to? I'm thinking like. How old is he? I'm thinking like. 15, 14, like high school. So I was bullied really badly in high school, really badly by four girls who were like my freshman, sophomore year. We were all the best friends. And then junior year, they decided that they hated me and wanted to make my life a living hell and really did a good That's job. That's when they took you out of the top eight, yes. right? And so that kind of screwed <laughs> with my concept of what friendships are because these people that I had loved and trusted just tried to destroy me. And so then I just... I wasn't a very good friend because I was not open and okay. I struggled to just be a good friend in general. So I think as I'm reaching my late 20s is when I'm starting. I think I figured it out probably my early 20s, the importance of it. And now I'm starting to really mm-hmm. lean into it as an adult, which is good because I, I struggled with it as a kid. I was such a loner. I like to be alone. Oh, yeah. Well, now, you're definitely not a loner now. No, I'm not now, but I definitely was. Like, I don't even – and there are things that have um, come over from that time where I don't make a big deal out of my birthday and I don't celebrate it because for a couple years they made sure that, like, no one in the choir would sing happy birthday to me. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I I don't make a big deal out of my birthday now because I'm afraid it's going to be nothing, you know? When is your – your birthday is in November? Yeah, November 19th. Yes. Well, this year we should make a big deal out of it. This year you're turning 30. I'm turning right? 30, the dirty 30. So so we got to make a big deal out of it. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, let's start okay. this. Number one, you have to put in the time and effort. You need to be the person that reaches out and makes plans, not sit around and wait to be invited to things. Take the, initi- take the initiative. Be that person. It's a two-way street. Any relationship is a two-way street. Yeah. I think I was, I was always waiting to be invited places and would be upset that I wasn't. Oh, You know, I was always that person where I'd be like, why wasn't I invited to that? Why wasn't I invited to that? And now I'm adult and I'm like, why don't I just ask people if they want to go do things with me? Yes. You know? It's, that's very true. And I'm, I'm very guilty of it right now. I'm in the Regina George portion of my life is I don't get the, give them, I just get them. (laughs) (laughs) Where, Where I... I tend not to make plans because I do love my alone time. Yeah. And but when somebody reaches out and says we're making plans, you want to come, it feels really nice. And I feel like I do need to be that person more in my friendships of saying, well, not right now while we're in quarantine. But like, I mean, like, do you want to come over? But even like in quarantine, you and I can do one of those things where the long dating relationships do it or we can watch a movie on the same screen together at the same time and then have videos with each other and they're like we can do stuff like that okay that sounds fun I'll do that (laughs) great number two good friendships are like medicine we can love our sexual partners but you can't expect them to fulfill everything you need in your life having a good group of friends is so important it's a sense of community and home we humans are social creatures yeah. I think it ties into what we were saying in the moving in with a partner episode where you can't expect mm-hmm. a partner to fulfill every aspect of your life. You ha- And like you said, you have friends that serve different meanings. Like I have one friend that if I want to go out and get blasted drunk with and have so much fun, I have a friend for that. If I have a friend I want to call to cry about, I have a friend for that. Like I have friends for different m- purposes. And then you're a friend for different purposes for some people yeah. as well, I'm sure. Oh, f- without it's a doubt. It's very true. It's really true to 
especially you say you can love your sexual partner, but you can expect them to fulfill every need of your life. Yeah. And we talked about, you said we talked about this in the moving in episode too, but even still today, I'm like, I need, that's something I need to work on Mm -hmm. as a person is to use my friendships more than I am right now because I have such great friends and I know they're there, but like, I, I feel like I'm relying too much on Michael for like my emotional enrichment when it could be getting enriched by other people and and at the same time does it make sense yeah yes and I think I'm not just blabbering no not at all it 100% makes sense and I think it's something you learn the longer you're in a relationship or you dive further Mm -hmm. into it I learned it because there was a chunk of time when Dave was working a lot and I was really lonely and I realized it's because I had kind Mm -hmm. of not kept up with my friendships which is why I made that resolution and, and my life has been completely different um so it's definitely you can't it's not fair to put that on your partner I think right yeah that's very true number three friendships are like any other relationship some won't work and that's okay you're totally allowed to break up with friends or to put necessary boundaries in place for your own mental health you are not required to give your time to people that constantly drain you Whew, that's like a big one to swallow yeah it's hard I remember a friend gave me that advice where it said, you're allowed to break up with friends. It's a relationship like anything else. And it's something, and it's hard because I've had to do it with very good friends sometimes or friends that have been around for a very long time, but the current relationship just isn't healthy or beneficial, mutually beneficial or good. And it's okay to take a step back from those friendships. There's no shame or guilt in that. And sometimes you come back. Like I, I broke up with a friend uh, a couple years ago and now her and I are back to being very close friends because we both kind of like went away did a little bit of growing up came back and now we're right on track I have had to break up with a couple of different friends in my life there's like one instance that's coming to mind of that I just couldn't do it anymore I broke it off and they have since come back and apologized but I I just still didn't I there I still wasn't at a point in my life where I was ready and I'm still not. So I commend that person for then not just coming right back and trying to do it again. They've still given me their, the space and the time. And who knows? Maybe we'll be, we will be friends again. But mm-hmm. but if not, that's okay, I too. I feel you on that one. Yeah. It's okay, too. Number four, be a better listener than you are a speaker. Really listen to your friends. Don't just wait for your turn to talk. That's what creates true bonds. I'm really bad at that. I still am. My mom actually told me that when I was about 15. She said, you're a terrible listener. <laughs> no. Yeah, she was like, you're a terrible listener, and if you want to maintain good friendships, you need to be a better listener. So it's something I have to actively work at. You know what I've realized in my life is that I, I'm such an intent listener. I like to listen to people, mm-hmm. but I am such a subservient listener that when some – say I'm speaking to somebody – and then somebody else interrupts that person that I'm speaking to. The other person will just be like, oh, they Brooke won't care. Mm. <laughs> and just go off and talk to the other person. I'm like, Aww. I was in the middle of something. I was like, oh, my God. I have to be better at, like, just saying, please don't interrupt me. Please. So there, I feel like it comes – you are – what little t is one extreme. Yeah. And – Lifetime Brooke is the other extreme of being too intent a listener <laughs> and not being somebody who will speak up herself. <laughs> oh, uh, 
So there's two sides to that coin. So, you know, you're on one, you, little T was on one end. I'm on the <laughs> other end. So what have you, do you feel like you've improved as a, a friend with, ever since your mom told you that? I think I have, if only for the fact that I am aware of it now as a character flaw of mine. Because, okay. because I'm aware of it, because I know I'm a terrible listener and at least I'm actively work, working against it, even if I only succeed 40% of the time, it's better than if I wasn't aware of it. That's very good. Very insightful. Yeah. Number five, do cute things for your friends. Send them gifts or letters when they are struggling. Be there for them. Little things go a long way. Yeah. A friend of mine, it does. I like put on my story a while ago that my period was killing me and she just Venmoed me $5 with a picture of a donut. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. And I was like, thank you so much. She's like, go get some chocolate. And like, I don't need the $5. I could have bought it myself. It was, the, it was the act of doing something sweet to be like, hey, I love you and you're struggling. That's really cute. I do like that. I love that idea because I feel like when you surprise a friend like that, it's it, it's so different when it comes from say your partner or your chosen person because it's not expected but it's like you're like oh they did something cute for me but when a friend just randomly out of the blue does something for you you're just like what yeah <laughs> it's amazing it's so touching and then when you it feel happens. cute doing it too yeah you're so right I love that number six reach out when you're struggling let your friends be there for you when relationships fail friendships will be there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll be there oh, for you when the rain starts it's, to go. I don't remember. I'm fall. You're, you were close. Rain, poor. poor. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. It's that, I mean, that whole song is true. It's, you know, with through failed relationships and fights and jobs gained and lost, you're going to see your friends who are truly there for you be there for you. Yep. And you'll know who they you, are. They'll like come you, out of the woodwork egg absolutely it's just like you said when you started on broadway and you lost a couple of friends it's those people are not there for you they <laughs> they fell to the wayside and now people who are here for you are <laughs> in your life <laughs> are in your life yeah people the friendships that mean a lot those people will stick stick it out yes absolutely they Mm -hmm. will they are there through every boyfriend every girlfriend every divorce every death it's they're just there (laughs) number seven don't talk shit about your friends with other friends if a person isn't there to defend themselves don't discuss them yeah i think that's for younger t but in general because girls females love to gossip we just do I am I love gossip a lot I do too I love a good gossip I love the good tea but I'm also of the mindset if the person isn't there to defend themselves don't talk shit about them what if they're it's their, what if it's your enemy and not your friend oh then by all means deuces peace the fuck out but if it's a friend <laughs> okay okay it really only for me it really looks sense to friends enemies I'll talk shit about all day every day don't be Great. silly but a friend okay. deserves to like because if you hate a friend's boyfriend yeah there's a, I think you can do it to a degree, but when it becomes, I don't know. I just think there needs to be a line in which you're like, I, I have become the friend sometimes where I've said like, you know what, let, this person's not here to defend them. Let's not, let's not discuss this. 
If I, if you ever said that to me, I'd feel like it, it would be the equivalent of my parents saying I'm disappointed in you. And I would, I would walk away with my tail between my legs. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you have a moment then where you're like, oh you're shit, like, oh, you're right. Fuck. Like, I do love that person. You're like, oh shit, I'm a garbage human. Ooh. Oh, you're not. Not a garbage human. You're not. All right. Butters is in my lap now and I feel better. Messy is pissed that Michael took her out of the room. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, number... Eight, be understanding. People's lives are busy and go in ebbs and flows. Don't expect a friend to always be available and understanding if they need to cancel. Yes. And be understanding mm-hmm. if they need yes. to cancel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. I. It happens. I know. And I, this is like recent that a friend of mine was supposed to come visit and I, I was so looking forward to it, but then I had a massive panic attack being like, I can't house two people in my house mm. when there's a pandemic mm-hmm. going on. And I was so nervous to text her and like, oh yeah, because you know, she had all these plans. And I said, Hey, I have it on good information that the Broadway shows are closing. They were going to come see a couple shows. And yeah. I was like, I just, and Michael's working from home. I just like, I can't house two people right now. And she was like, yeah. it's so fine. We are totally understanding. I was like, Oh, this is why you're my friend. I don't know why I was yep. even nervous. Like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Good friends will get it. Good friends will fucking get it. They will yep. get it. They won't be pissed. Gosh, I was so, so insecure about texting her that. And then when she texted me back with just so much love and like, we understand. It's like, you know, it's scary right now. Let us know if you need anything. I'm just like, oh my God, that is such a good friend. Jeez. Aww. Yeah. So I totally, totally get that one of ebbs and flows and then being understanding if you need mm-hmm. to cancel. Have you had a cancel on anybody plans wise because of this, all this stuff? Um, no, because I, I actually being in the Broadway world assumed I would have had no life anyway. So I didn't really make any plans, That's but true. no, I haven't really had to. I'm sure I will as time goes on, but no. That's good. Number nine. Don't think you need a million friendships. A couple good solid friendships is all you need. Yeah. I, what episode did I talk about th- with it was a quote from say sexy don't get murdered uh karen and george's book where Mm -hmm. karen was it was a recent one that we just recorded and where karen said uh that she told her therapist she has like a thousand friends and the therapist is like that's too many that's too many that's too many she's like inner circle i'm I'm thinking inner circle and karen's like 200 (laughs) that's too many too many (laughs) That's too many friends, too many cooks, too many cooks. <laughs> so yeah, you're so right. You don't need a million friends. No, you really don't. When did you figure that out? Uh, I think I always, I think probably college. Mm-hmm. I think because I, I had a couple good friends in high school and then I had a couple, I kind of had a bigger group in college. And I think being part of a sorority kind of taught me that too. Where yeah. it's, you know, you can, you can get along with everyone in the sorority, but you if you're friends with two of them, you're doing great. Oh, okay. See, like, yeah. and I, I always just thought in a sorority, you just have to be friends with all of them. Right. And that's the thing. You, you are kind of forced together by circumstance and doing activities together and whatnot. But in terms of being really good friends, I was maybe with like five of them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't know if I ever realized that I don't need a million friends. I just never <laughs> feel like I had a million friends. Mm. But I'm such a floater by nature yeah and I think it's because I'm a listener that I just like float around and um 
but I, I like that. But I do have my core group of people. And I, and honestly, they're not, they, they don't all know each other. And I'm sure that's the same with you is that like your core group of friends are people from all different walks of your life that are almost like cherry picked. Like you and you go in the inner circle and you go in the inner circle yep. and they, they don't know each other, but they're there. They're all in the same circle. It's weird when they all get together too. If you have things that bring them all together to see friends from different walks of life interacting, it's really fun. That's so fun. That sounds like a wedding thing that you yeah. like get to enjoy when you have like a wedding or like a, a some sort of celebration. Yeah, like when people came to see my final Mean Girls show it was a big group of yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. All right, we ready yeah. for number 10? Yes. Never ditch your friends for a sexual partner. Trust me on this one. It's not worth it. Any partner who asks you to no longer see friends is throwing a giant red flag. Run! <laughs> yep. It's an Run! abusive. That is an abusive thing that someone does. They will <sighs> cut you off from your friends. Tell you not to see them. Don't. Yep. Any any partner who is saying, I don't want you to hang out with that person. Run. Friends of any gender. Any Let's gender. Run. Any gender. Friends. Run, run, run. Yeah. Run as fast as you can. That's so many red flags. It's the most red flags. Run so far, so fast in the opposite direction. Uh, Nothing good can come out of that. No. Coming from someone who has had an abusive boyfriend do that, that's how they start. They cut you off from your friends. Mm -hmm. Just there's no reason in which a partner should say, no, I don't want you to be friends with that person. Exactly. Yep. Yes. You are correct. I mean, I'm sure there are reasons if the person was like awful and stuff, but overwhelmingly, if someone's telling you not to hang out with someone, run. Run! Run! (laughs) So there you go, baby T. Take this advice, apply it to your friendships, and be a better friend. You'll be so happy you did. Trust me. I'm just now figuring out how to be a really good friend, and it's hard, but it's also absolutely magical. Love me yeah you're a great friend thanks I'm friend. so lucky to have you my mom oh. loves you and that's how I know it's a good friend if if Susie oh. loves you then you're a good friend oh thanks friend I love you too and I'm so glad that like post-college our friendship has blossomed so much oh for sure it's having you in so my life great. makes my life so happy you're a lifer man you're a lifer, you're a lifer for sure we're gonna be in some tiny houses Oh my god, Tiny House Nation. For sure. The most magical. That's all I want in life. Okay, I have an idea. Are you ready? Okay, I'm so ready. Nobody, no listeners allowed to take this idea. It's mine. I patent it right now with my patent. Finders keepers. (laughs) So, what if we just move to like either like Sleepy Hollow or the Catskills and we start and Dave, I mean, Dave already knows how to start a bar. We start a brewery. Yep. And we can be, like, the musical people for it, like, musical guests. Like, it could be open mic. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We just live in a bunch of tiny houses. friendly. And we get all of our friends from all different, like, walks of, like, career, like, marketing. And, um, you know, the people who are the online people. All those people who have so much to bring to the table and just make it the best brewery in town. And we all yes. just live within walking distance of it and then we all work there and yes, we all please. just just take the profits oh my god we can add a bookstore to it attached oh yep uh-huh we're doing it 
Let's do it. It's happening. It's happening. That would be the best. Can you imagine? It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be great. The brewery. What would the brewery be called? Ooh. It'd have to be like a friend pun. I'll be there for brew. Oh, (laughs) we're fucking doing it. That's ours. Nobody steal it. Don't steal it. Stop it. (laughs) Don't take it. I see you writing it down. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. Yeah. I'm so into that. Well done. Thanks. Been thinking about it for a while now. That's really good. (laughs) Okay, well, if you want to write your own letter, send us an email at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com and it will be read in one of the mini episodes because we don't have a lot of people sending them in. So send them in. Send them in. There's a lot of you guys listening. There's a lot of you listening. Not a lot of writing going on. So send them in. Don't be shy. Yeah, we won't judge. The people who listen won't judge. We won't judge. This is safe space. Send us your letters. Safe space. Only safe space for podcasters. Okay, so uh, we will see you guys on Sunday for the mini episode. Yep. I guess I we will. You will hear us on Sunday because we yep. don't see you, and that's uh, how I'd like it to stay. Thank you. <laughs> we love you guys, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you. Just for taking a chance on a new podcast. Have a suggestion for a letter. Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites you have. Instagram at dearmelovemepodcast, Twitter at dmlmpodcast, and you can find us on Facebook too. Thanks for listening. Love us.